0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Sunny Merry Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz Fiddler. So this is going to be what we call a bloom and grow episode. So I have this idea that any episode that's not necessarily, you know, the nitty gritty of flower farming and gardening and you know, related to that, we're going to call it a bloom and grow episode. I know that I have quite a few listeners or followers or subscribers to, you know, my newsletter and social media and they enjoy, I shouldn't say they enjoy, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but I'm told that they appreciate the insights of grief and growing. And that's kind of where I came up with the idea bloom and grow. And I actually do have a second Instagram account. So my farm, my flower farm is at Sunny Mary Meadow, but my more personal one is at bloomandgrow.llc. That's essentially where I talk about more of the grief and the insights and you know, just the more real rawness of it all and when I finally finish my book and I'm promoting that and that'll just be kind of through there and through that secondary venue or that secondary stream so whenever I do an episode that's more personal and you know not necessarily related to flower farming the podcast is going to have a b and g in front of it so it'll say like episode number you know whatever this ends up being seven eight nine I don't know what this is you know so episode number seven b and g how we got our name so this is a bloom and grow episode. So whenever you see that, if you want to skip over how to grow zinnias, but you you like the insights of the grief or, you know, you're my aunt that's listening and you don't really care about flowers, but you want to hear about this, look for the BG. So today's episode is focusing on how we got our name, Sunny Mary Meadow. Josh and I met in June of 2000. 12. His mom had passed away October of 2010. It had been a little over a year and a half since she had passed away when we met. You know, at the time, my best friend from high school had lost her mom when we were in college. But other than that, I really, you know, just didn't have a huge experience with loss or grief and you know kind of similar to most and he was doing well and you know we talked about it quite a bit but you know and especially after we got engaged it was really hard like it was starting to hit him that his mom wasn't going to be around when he had kids someday or you know like those those secondary grief things and I remember actually being like okay you know uh, not sure what to do. I wasn't I wasn't being heartless. I wasn't, you know, being mean about it, but it, it was just difficult for me to understand, like, I thought you were doing fine. And it's, you know, now I know that, yep here I am two years and two months since Josh passed and it's like no I'm not fine I'm just really good at hiding it or you know whatever it may be maybe I'm fine most of the time but then something unexpected occurs or happens and it just brings me back so anyway we ended up getting married August of 2014 and then a couple months later his dad was living on the farm and said that he was going to be moving and essentially the farm was going to be for sale and if we wanted to buy it we could or then if we didn't not want to, you know, they would come up with an alternative plan. I'm not going to speak on behalf of what would or wouldn't have happened as far as if it would have got sold to someone else or if it would have just sat empty, the house would have, you know, whatever. I, I don't know what would have happened because it doesn't really matter because that's not what happened. So we ended up finally moving out in summer of 2016. You know, I did an episode, um, if you go back to the second episode where i talk about what sunny mary meadow is and what our farm is and kind of my story with josh but we were trying to decide you know how we were going to use the farm or utilize it cuz it's one thing you know to live on a farm but if you're not really doing anything or using the land if you're just renting it out what's the point cuz the fact is it's expensive to own 40 acres. Taxes are really expensive. Equipment's really expensive. It's like, okay, if we're gonna be doing this, we're gonna actually do it. Cause we are not quite in the position to just have a hobby farm. Like we gotta, we gotta make some income off of this somehow, some way. And it wasn't even just about the money. It's like if we're gonna own this property, I want to be invested in it emotionally, be tied to the land. Otherwise, you're just a landowner. And it's like it's not really the family farm anymore. And it's like, well, yeah, that's the property we lived on, but If you're not contributing to it or being a caretaker of it or bettering it or conserving it, it, to us it it just didn't have as much meaning. So we were trying to figure out what to do and that's where we ended up on flower farming, uh, ended up on the cottage food, ended up on all of that. But we had to come up with a name and we ended up with Sunny Mary Meadow. And actually I came up with the name. I'm pretty proud of it. Josh and his mom got really into canning. She loved processing foods and he was a really good cook and he loved doing it as well. For seven years they worked on a Bloody Mary recipe. Every year they'd tweak something. They'd Add more tomatoes, add more spices, do this, do that. You know, different kinds of pepper, cook the tomatoes this way, do that. And so then every year they'd change it a little bit. And finally, the fall of 2010, they said, we did it. We got it. We're done this is it. We're not changing it anymore. It's the perfect recipe. And lo and behold, a couple weeks later, she died in a farming accident. So this Bloody Mary recipe is the best Bloody Mary that I've personally ever had, that most people who have ever tried it, have ever had, and it was kind of their recipe. And so then when we got married two years later, or we met two years later, then we got married two years after that. So Four years after the recipe was perfected, we knew we wanted to have a Bloody Mary bar at our wedding just to kind of little tip to her, like a little, you know, just remembrance to her. You know, he didn't want it to be about her death. He didn't want it to be, you know, her funeral. They've already grieved her, but he just he wanted a way for his mom's presence to be there. And so because we were getting married in August, we knew we're going to need to make them fall the year before because we knew that, you know, it's not like there's a ton of tomatoes ready in June or July. And so we knew we needed like 70 quarts of Bloody Mary mix. So we ended up that fall, he was working as a, he worked in egg lending, farm lending. And so he knew people with high tunnels and tomato greenhouses and all of that. And so he knew a farmer that said, hey, you know, at the end of our season, anything that's smaller than a softball, like we're done, we're ripping it out, you can come pick. And so Josh and I drove down there and we ended up it was like an hour and a half away, and we came back with 55 gallons. We had five gallon buckets all over the truck with 55 gallons of tomatoes. And in one weekend, he and I made 70 quarts of Bloody Mary mix. And that was really a tough testament to our relationship. Like, I mean, it was really fun, but it was work. Like, I mean, we had to quarter them, juice them, you know, it just, it was, it was a lot of work. So we made 70 quarts of Bloody Mary mix in one weekend for our wedding. And then the following year we got married. And so then that was when like chalkboards and shabby chic farmhouse aesthetic was just becoming like a really big thing. Pinterest and mason jars. And, but we really We canned a lot. So the mason jars actually, they were legit. It wasn't just a fad that we were doing. It fit. I made a big sign that said Mary's Bloody Mary's and everyone loved them. Everyone enjoyed them. You know, so then we were kind of talking about it. And then the following year, Josh ended up changing the recipe a little bit just for like a special batch. And he used yellow tomatoes. And then, you know, he had to be careful about the peppers because otherwise it turned them this like ugly puke orange color. So he just used the juice of some banana peppers and habanero peppers, I think, um, yellow ones. And he had to, you know, adjust it for heat and ended up calling it a Sunny Mary. So a Bloody Mary is, you know, obviously a red traditional one, but then he called this the Sunny Mary and it just fit really well because that was her name. And so then, you know, we were trying to figure out With the farm, we have this 11 acres of meadow where the neighbor, he rents, or, you know, in the past, it's been cut and he's kept the bales. And actually this year we had someone custom bale it for us because my fiance, Brent, and I were hoping to get cattle here again and just have a little feedlot and, you know, have steers ourselves. We kept the bales ourselves, but so we have this 11 acres of meadow. And so, you know, go back to 2016 when we moved here, we're like, what do we name the farm? The farm needs a name. And honestly, I was just going to kind of document farm life, you know, just a little Instagram account. And this was before we really knew what kind of business we were going to have, or it was just kind of a dream. And we came up with the idea. I said we should incorporate something with his mom because the whole reason we wanted to move here was because, yes, Josh was fifth generation. Our daughter was going to be sixth generation. But it really was where he felt her presence the most. And I think I didn't understand that at the time until he's gone now. And it's like, yep, I've been to the cemetery maybe twice since he passed away. His headstone is ordered, but it's not even there yet. It's been back ordered with COVID. But like, I just, I really don't go to the cemetery. I don't, I don't feel him there. I don't go, you know, there's just a lot of places that I'm like, eh. But here on the farm, like he's here. The memories are here and I feel this happy place of him being here. And so I I understand now what he meant with his mom. That was why he wanted to raise our daughters here because they would never know their grandma. And this is, this is how they could get to know her. And so then, you know, we're looking over at the meadow and it's like, you know, something about sunny and, or, you know, the sunshine and, you know, and it just kind of dawned on us like sunny, merry meadow. People spell it wrong all the time. They do M-E-R-R-Y, but it's M-A-R-Y, but it is named after mary fiddler so that's where we got our name was sunny mary meadow so it was named in memory of mary fiddler and now it thrives in honor of josh fiddler as he passed away in 2020 never really uh planned on having an entire business based on the mother-in-law that i never got to meet but yeah it's just funny how life works out and i think that they're having fun watching watching what becomes of it but that is the story of how we got our name sunny mary meadow Thanks for listening to the Sunny Mary Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Liz. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook at Sunny Mary Meadow. Subscribe to our email newsletter at SunnyMaryMeadow.com. And if you have questions or comments or anything to say, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at